This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'll be your host today, Mason. Today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Eric and Josh versus Benchwarmer Scott and newcomer Byron Grubman. So first off, welcome to the bench, Byron. Uh, why don't you take a minute, tell us where you're from, what teams you root for, and just anything else you'd like to say. Thanks, guys. Um, happy to be here. I live in Austin, Texas, uh, by way of L.A. and San Diego. I grew up in L.A., went to college in San Diego. Played baseball in college, physically incapable of doing that now. Um, the San Francisco Giants are my favorite team, but also root for the New York Giants, sadly, and um, UCLA sports. It's all, all about me. Awesome. And uh, Scott, how are you doing today? I'm good. Um, I'm really happy to be teaming with Byron now that I've heard some of that stuff. We have a lot in common. Um, I'm actually flying to LA on Thursday and I'm worried because I really messed up my leg playing softball last week, like badly. I was like bedridden for two days and could not walk. And now I have to walk around LA for, you know, five days. So it's not going to be good for my recovery, but what are you going to do? But it has made me realize that, uh, I might have to just stop playing sports because my body cannot handle it anymore. Yeah, that's not, that sounds like a problem, but hopefully it gets better. <laughs> um, what's your team name going to be for today? Um, since Scott has an affinity for D2 The Mighty Ducks and I currently play hockey recreationally, we are going to be spitting chiclets. Sounds good. Spitting chiclets. And uh, Eric and Josh, anything you got to say before we get started? Um, you know, not, not a whole lot. Just, uh, my life's getting a little crazy and planning for a wedding for next weekend and everything. But other than that, just, you know, kind of the usual, I'm mostly staying around home. So that's just kind of what 2020 is. So I've been, I took a break to come down here. Um, Madden came out. So, you know, that I'm lucky I've even showered in the last few days. Um, but like, I can't trade for Henry Ruggs. So I got a little bit of a problem right now. And no matter what I do, it's not working. So, I mean, that's just how difficult my life has been in the last three days. Well, hopefully you can get Henry Ruggs very soon, at least. Um, Eric and Josh, your team name for today? So uh, since Josh is really good at trivia, um, he knows a lot of sports figures. Um, our team name today is um, Whoville. <laughs> very appropriate. Who? <laughs> All the who's in Whoville. Me. We'll see how many times Josh actually gets to say who today. Hopefully not too many, but there's probably going to be a couple of them here. Okay, well, welcome to the bench, everyone. Now, on to the rules. We will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they've accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. For the tailgate, which is three warm questions worth 10 points each. And for this one, I'm going to name a year and a league and three players that were all first round picks that year. And you must tell me the college that they all attended. Question number one 2005 NFL draft Cadillac Williams, Carlos Rogers, 
Jason Campbell. Josh, we can check in. We can check in. I tried to do it in unison with Eric. <laughs> I figured that would be a quick one. Um, so we'll start off with uh, Spit and Chicklets. Go ahead and give us your answer. Uh, I'm just typing it to my partner who typed it to me. Um, fun dr- draft uh, 2005. It was a good one. I remember watching it with my best friend. Uh, they all went to Auburn. All right, checking in with Auburn. And Whoville, your answer? Yeah, we also uh, – oh, Josh sent it to me. I'm sure he was about to. Uh, we also went with Auburn. Both teams are getting points. Correct answer is Auburn. You checked in so fast, I figure I didn't need to bother sending you anyway. It's an NFL draft question. Eric's usually going to be pretty quick on it. Especially in the 2000s, yeah. Yeah. Um, of course, I forgot to mention Ronnie Bound, who was second overall. But I figured you didn't need him. You had the rest of them. So. He was the best out of the group. Yeah. That's why I left him off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question number two. 2011 NBA draft, Tristan Thompson, Jordan Hamilton, Corey Joseph. Yeah, we can check it in. Bit and was checked in. Whoville, go ahead and talk it out. There was a Joseph who went to Texas, but I don't know if it's Corey Joseph. I don't know if they would have had three picks. And what year was that again, Mason? 2011. 2011 Texas. It may have been Texas. I, I don't have a better answer. Like I said, if the Corey Joseph rings a bell with Texas, so it's better than what I got. All right. Well, then we'll check in with Texas. Whoville is checking in with Texas and Spit and Chicklets. Your answer? Yep. Look up horns. Uh, I was unaware that he was from Austin, Texas when I wrote this game, uh, but both teams are getting points. Correct answer is Texas. So uh, Tristan Thompson was fourth overall, and the other two were toward the bottom end of the first half. Hamilton 26th, Corey Joseph 29th, right before Jimmy Butler. How, how is it that Tristan Thompson's only been in the NBA for nine years? Like, it feels like he's been in the NBA for like 18 <laughs> seasons, honestly. That's, that's ridiculous. Well, it helps when you go and play with, you know, LeBron. So you hear about him all the time. To be fair, he moved, he moved like a 35-year-old coming out of college. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. He's looked exactly the same since he came into the league. Last question. Okay, question three. 1997 NFL draft, Peter Boulware, Walter Jones, work done. We can check in. So can we. All right, both teams checked in. We'll start with Whoville this time. Um, they all went to the Florida State University. Checked in with Florida State. And Spit and Chick, what's your answer? Yeah, watched a lot of them in the 90s, a lot of Florida State teams in the 90s. Remember, work done specifically being on there. That's uh, Florida State Seminoles. Both teams, once again, getting points. Correct answer is Florida State. Of course, work done was the Heisman semifinals the year prior to the draft. Yeah, you know, if we can just normalize putting the in front of every school, then that takes away, you know, the arrogance of Ohio State. So I guess don't, let's go. Don't with give it. into the don't play their game. Oh, I, I had to <laughs> whistle people in one of our episodes. So <laughs> my sister's a Wolverine. We don't <laughs> we don't like the, the the V very much. So heading into the first quarter, we have both teams knotted up at 30 points. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmersTP. Thanks. Today's first quarter will be pre and post game. Pre and post game. 
For this quarter, there will be five before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? The answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 20 points. Question one, a pre and post game. What two-way MLB player who was drafted first overall by the Hokkaido Nippon Ham Fighters in 2012 is the collegiate field where Albert Hainsworth, Jamal Lewis, and Dante Stallworth all played? Yeah, that seems to be it, Byron. Go ahead and check that in. Fit and Chicken checked in. Uvel, you can go ahead and talk now. You got either of those, Josh? I'm trying to think of the school. I don't necessarily have the field, but... They went to Miami, right? Did they? Read those names again. Albert Hainsworth, Jamal Lewis, and Dante Stallworth. Maybe they didn't. No, 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 no. Jamal Lewis went to Tennessee. I was thinking, I had Ray Lewis in my head. I don't know why. I'll let you say that. I think Stallworth, yeah, um, was at Tennessee. So what field does Tennessee play at? Do you know their field? Neyland, Neyland, Neyland Stadium. Two-way player? Two-way MLB player drafted first overall in 2012 by the Nippon whatever. Would you want me to read the name of the team that helps? Sure. It's the Hokkaido Nippon Ham Fighters. Who's that pitcher for the the Angels? That Asian guy. Um, is it the pitcher? Or is it the guy who plays now in the in the major leagues? He's playing in the field. Yeah. Well, he was a pitcher, wasn't he? I don't know if he pitched in MLB much, unless we're not thinking of the right person. But that's the only one that works with Neyland Stadium. His last name's Otani. I have no idea of his first name. Oh, um. Starts with an S, if that helps. Scott. Scott Otani. Scott Otani. Um, no, it's, um, it's right there. <laughs> You're right. It starts with an S. It's Shohei. It's Shohei Otani. So it'd be Shohei Otani Leland Stadium. <laughs> Shohei Otani Leland Stadium. I like it. That's what we'll check in with. All right. Whoville is checking in with Shohei Otani Leland Stadium. And Spit and Chicklets, your answer? Yeah, and about five minutes prior, we checked in with Shohei <laughs> Otani Lynn Stadium. <laughs> and both teams are getting points because that is the correct answer. Whew. Okay. Um, so just to kind of make a note, Otani started pitching this year, um, but he started with an infinite ERA in his first start. Um, and then he got injured, so now he's doing just hitting at this point. Wow, an infinite ERA. That's, I mean, I'd like to say that's impressive, but. Less than ideal, I'd say. Question number two. What race, which has existed since 1973 and is around 1,000 miles long, won 11 Grand Slam titles and has won the most men's singles titles in tennis history? All right, we'll check in. Sounds good. Whoville is checking in, spitting chiclets. Go ahead and talk it out. I think our, the current one we're sitting on isn't great, but yeah, right. it's got to be either a, a cycling or an auto race. Yeah. Most auto races cap at about 500, so it'll be an endurance race. Yeah, races aren't my, uh, my strong suit. I mean, I know a few. I just I don't know tennis players. Um, I certainly don't know who has the most singles titles. Yeah, I mean, any tennis player I can think of, it doesn't fit with a race that I am familiar with. Right. You know, like the most singles titles among men, I mean, that's got to be someone really prolific. Right, but it also could be somebody from, you know, a million years ago. Sure those pre-1980 sports we were talking about. 
you know, John McEnroe, Boris Becker, Von Lendl. Right. What about like, oh, oh, what about, <laughs> what about Rod Laver? The I did a Rod Laver. There we go. You want to check in with that? Yeah, I feel good. I feel good about that. All right. Is that the official name, right? Just the I did a Rod. There's nothing like fancy in front of it, right? Not that I know of. Yeah, I think so. All right. Now we have, so now we have two. Which one do you like better? I like yours better. I like yours way better. All right. I'm pretty sure mine started in the 60s, my race. I, I think I like that answer better, but yeah, the art, this one's probably closer to being correct. Correct. All right, so we're going to check in with the Iditarod Labor. Ben Chicklets checking in with the Iditarod Labor. And Whoville, your answer? Going to give a little bit of credit to Gary Middleton for his little word search that he put on our group, because I went through and did that, and it had tennis players. And one that came up uh, was Rod Laver as one of the that many people think is one of the four best of all time. So we also checked in with the Iditarod Laver. We also checked in with the Iditarod Laver, and both teams are correct. It is the Iditarod Laver. Nice. Whew. Yeah, our, our other one was 24 hour of Lamandre Agassi. <laughs> <laughs> but that started in the 60s, so, or 50s. Um, yeah, I thought it was older than that. I didn't realize it. I just know the big Ford versus Ferrari took place in the 60s. I think this is the first time we had a dog sled race question on there. So yeah, man, that was a great poll, Scott. I was just trying to like when we're thinking older. I was like Arthur Ashe. I was thinking of uh, like courts and who they're named after. And sure. I was like, oh, Rod Laver. Yeah, I I got to Rod Laver, and then the idea to Rod kind of popped in at that point. That's the way I figured you were gonna have to go about that one because I I literally couldn't really say much more because I said dog sled, obviously. <laughs> right. Well, that's why I was like, well. It's got to be cycling or auto racing. You know, nobody runs a thousand miles. If they do, there's not any prominent races. Yeah. Mason, I don't want to potentially ruin any halftime questions, but now I can't get Cuba Gooding Jr. and Snow Dog out of my head. <laughs> you didn't. Okay, good. You're good. You're good. I promise. Question number three. What All-American wide receiver and one-time All-Star pitcher for the Cubs was drafted third overall in 2015 by the 76ers and now plays for the New Orleans Pelicans? I got it, Byron. We're going to check in. Spitting Chicklets checked in. Whoville. Free discuss. I just need the, the basketball player. Do you have that? I'm, I'm working on that. Do you have the other one? Yeah. It's Jeff Samarja. Wide receiver for, the, for Notre Dame, and then he played for the Cubs and the White Sox. Um, and the Giants for my partner. Nope. Nope. <laughs> he died after he left Chicago. A- and the Oakland Athletics. Jaleel Okafer. Yeah, that's it. So Jeff Samarja Leal Okafer. There we go. That's what we're checking in with. All right. Who else checking in with? Jeff Samarja Leal Okafer. And Spit and Chick, what's your answer? Okay, first of all, who are you and what have you done with Bombback? I mean, he's the third overall pick. I'm just, I'm a little, I'm impressed. That's all. I'm just saying I'm impressed. Um, Mason, I had a Jeff Samarja Morant pre and post game ready for my next game so thanks for ruining that uh <laughs> yeah we we checked in with uh jeff samarjaleel okafor we also checked in with jeff samarjaleel okafor and both teams once again getting points so scott i wouldn't have got it if i had to come up with both i wouldn't have gotten samarja i mean Jaleel okafor still a good pull though because there are many people who don't remember him i couldn't tell you what he's done in the nba but uh you know not much <laughs> last year he set a career high in field goal percentage and three-point percentage with the pellet. Did he did he make a three? What was he one for one? One for three. <laughs> I was just gonna say he's <laughs> thirty-three percent. So I assume one for three. Oh, okay. Hey. He now has his 
him and Ben Simmons have the same amount of career threes. Yeah. Listen, one day they'll catch Manute Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe one day. Both teams getting it right. So moving on to question number four. What Red Wing, who won the Conn Smythe Trophy in 1997, caught the game-winning touchdown pass from Alex Smith to beat the Saints in the 2012 NFC Divisional Round? How does Eric not have this yet? Yeah, I'm kind of shocked, too. It's hard for me to jump back and forth in my head. Check that in. All right, we'll check in. These are great. Spit and Chicklets checked in. Whoville, talk it out. Oh, 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 oh. It's, it's Mike Vernon Davis. Sure, works for me. You said 97, right, Mason? 1997. That's Mike Vernon. 98 was Iserman. Vernon Davis makes complete sense. Go ahead, check that in. All right, we're going to check in with Mike Vernon Davis. Whoville checking in with Mike Vernon Davis and Spitting Chicklets. Go ahead and give us your answer. Yeah, we first thought it was Vernon Davis and couldn't pair a hockey player with him. So we went Steve Iserman, Quan Bolden. Wait, say that again. Steve Iserman, Quan Bolden. That works weirdly. <laughs> it does work. Um, unfortunately, that's not the right answer. Uh, the correct answer is Mike Vernon Davis. Couldn't pull Mike Vernon. Yeah, I, I actually know a ton of Red Wings because that's when I started playing the video games, and I don't remember ever using Mike Vernon. So uh, that particular catch is colloquially known as the catch three, obviously the first one being Dwight Clark and the second one being the T.O. one. So I don't know how many they're going to do, but. They'll stop at the catch 22. <laughs> the only catch I know is the one the one that Des Bryant had against the Packers that wasn't a catch. but whatever. The non-catch. The non-catch catch. Wasn't a catch. <laughs> That was a catch. I don't care what you say. He caught the ball. Cowboys fans can continue to cry into their lone star about it. Listen, <laughs> when you catch the ball and basically read your mom a book and then, you know, run down the field, stop, have a snack, and then drop the ball, that's a catch. But, Eric, those aren't football moves. No. Just because it takes long enough that you could read a book to your mom, that's not a football move. So I apologize. <laughs> I'm wrong. No, I get it. I'm wrong. I get it. All right. Last pre and post game. Question five. What longtime ESPN anchor, who was given the nickname Mr. Extra Period because he called the three longest televised games in NHL history, is the only golfer from Fiji to win a major on the PGA Tour, having won the Masters in 2000 and the PGA Championship in 1998 and 2004? Check it in. It's been checked in. Whoville, go ahead and talk it out. BJ Singh is from Fiji, right? Maybe. Can you think of another golfer from Fiji? You got the ESPN analyst, the anchor, Mr. Extra Period. Steve Levy. Does that work? Steve Levy J. Singh. Yeah. I mean, sure. <laughs> I have nothing better. Is that what we're going with? All right, let's go with it. All right. We'll check in with Steve Levy J. Singh. Whoville is checking in with Steve Levy J. Singh and Spitting Chicklets. Your answer? Uh, Byron, Mike Vernon is really going to come back to haunt us, it seems like, I know. in this game. These guys are pulling it from everywhere. The answer is Steve Lee VJ Singh. And once again, both teams are correct. It is Steve Lee VJ Singh. VJ Singh was actually number one in the world for a good time in 2004 and 2005 and won a FedEx Cup. And all three of the longest televised games were all playoff games, incidentally. After the first quarter, we have a score of Spit and Chicklets with 110. And Whoville just in the lead with 130. Now we're moving on to today's second quarter, which will be the Dean's List. The Dean's List. For this quarter, there will be three lists containing 10 items where the teams will go back and forth, 
guessing the items on the list. If a team guesses incorrectly, the other team can attempt to finish out that list. Each team is allowed one mulligan to be used after an incorrect guess. Each item is worth 10 points. List number one, we'll be starting with Spit and Chicklets. And I want you to name the top 10 QBs with mo the most rushing yards in the 2019 NFL season. And I will note there's a tie for 10th, so if you name one of them, then the other one will be ineligible. Yeah, we're going to go with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is number one with 1,206. Who will? We're going to check in with Josh Allen. Josh Allen, number three on the list, 510. Back to Spit and Chicklets. We're going to go with uh, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, number six with 342. That's correct for 10 points. And back to Whoville. Uh, we'll check in with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is correct. Number four, 413 rushing yards. Back to Spit and Chicklets. Um, we're going to go with Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, number two with 544 rushing yards. Whoville, you're up. We're going to go with Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is number eight with 277. Back to Spitting Chicklets. We're going to check in with the GOAT, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is unfortunately not on the list. Wow. Uh, number 13. Wow. I knew he was injured, but I didn't think he missed enough time. Would you like to use your mulligan? How many are left? Four. Five, seven, nine, and ten. I don't feel super strong about the ones that we have. Yeah, no, I don't think we should. Okay. So... Spit and Chicklets is not using their mulligan, which means Whoville, talk it out. All right, who was the lowest guy on the list so far that we have, Josh? So far, Dak Prescott at 277. 277. He was All number right. eight. So that's going to be roughly, it's under 20 yards a game. So these aren't going to be rushing quarterbacks. These are going to be quarterbacks with bad offensive lines. Um, yeah, I mean, number five, you're talking about between Watson and Wilson. So maybe a little more of a scrambler. You know who ran a lot? Was Fitzpatrick, uh, Jameis Winston, um, battle lines? They had they they were running for their lives, and then also um, Gardner Minshew. I know he he would run a lot. Go with that one then. All right, we're gonna go with uh, Gardner Minshew the second. Glad you clarified Gardner Minshew. <laughs> Not as dead. Um, he is number five with three hundred forty-four Minshew mania in action. Had to run a lot, obviously. All right, so we have seven, nine, and ten. I like Fitzpatrick here. His time in, when he was in Buffalo, he ran a lot. He, he, he makes the most sense to me here. All right. I, I don't have anything better. So, All right. We're going to go with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick is tied for 10th with 243. That is a correct answer. So we have seven and nine. I mean, obviously, none of these are like high volume. No, no. That's why I think Winston might be one of them. Yeah, I shouldn't question your you know, initial gut too often, so let's go with it. We're going to go with Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston, one Saints quarterback, is number nine with 250. One left, I'm not going to get him. Uh, Baker Mayfield, does he run much? Yeah, let's go with it. All right, we'll check in with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is number 20 on the list. We are not going to use our mulligan on the last one. All right, so um, just wanted to make a note. Number 10, the other number 10 was Carson Wentz. And number seven, New York Giants quarterback Daniel Jones. Yeah, I thought of that well after we got balanced. I was like, damn it, he did run. He scrambled quite a bit. So the next one's off the list. Jacoby Brissett, Patrick Mahomes, Mitchell Trubisky, Ryan Tannehill, Aaron Rodgers. 
we'll move into list number two, starting with Whoville, and it's to name the universities with the most NCAA men's lacrosse championship tournament appearances. I know this will surprise you, Eric, but I, I don't pay a lot of attention to uh, <laughs> college lacrosse. The one I sent you has the most championships, I believe. So Then they're probably the best one to go with first, then. Uh, we're going to go with Syracuse. Syracuse is number four on the list with 38 up here. We're going to spit in checklists. Byron, this is going to be all you. This is going to be a Byron oh, list, oh, guys. Good. Just so you know. I uh, I played lacrosse in high school gym, and it was the one sport that like I wasn't good at automatically, so it's been dead to me ever since. I appreciate <laughs> you putting this all on me. Um, shoot. Uh, we're going to say Duke. Duke is number 10 on the list with 23. That was the one I had. Eric, you feel good with either of the other ones you sent? Not after how low Duke and Syracuse were. <laughs> Um, to me, this is just a crapshoot at this point. Yeah. All right, we're going to go with Johns Hopkins. Johns Hopkins is number one with 47. That's correct for 10 points. You don't know Johnny Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to go with a, with a hunch here and think the Ivies are represented, so I'm going to say Harvard. Harvard is unfortunately not on the wall. Damn it. Uh, I have to look and see how far. Harvard only has six appearances. Okay. Up to you if you want to use the mall again, man. God, no. <laughs> okay. No. God. End this round. So with that, who will go ahead and talk it out? So I think Ivy League is one of the teams is going to be on here, but it's I think it's going to be either Princeton or Cornell. Um, other teams I'm thinking are, I know North Carolina's got a decent team year to year. Um, Maryland, whereas my father would say Maryland. Um you know, let's let's go with Maryland first, and then Princeton. All right, so we'll check in with Maryland. Maryland, number two with forty-two of you. Correct. It's that area. It's it's really is that area. It's the like John Hopkins, Maryland, Virginia, Duke. So I maybe go North Carolina. Sure. All right, let's go North Carolina. North Carolina, number five with thirty-two appearances. Is correct. All right. You want to do Princeton here? I don't. I I think I'm running out of ideas. Or Virginia, Princeton, or Virginia. Virginia, Princeton, well, do you have a stronger feeling? I say we could keep going with what we were doing just in that general area. Okay. And, then, and go from there. Go Virginia next? Yeah. All right. We'll check in with Virginia. Virginia, the 2019 champion with 39 appearances is correct. Number three on the list. All right. Let's, let's go with uh, Princeton. Princeton is tied for 11th with 20. <sighs> yeah, we're not. We're not. No. No. No, Unless you no. want to, Josh. No, 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 no. Four names left. Nope. There's four nope. left, Josh. Come on. Nope. We can get nope. this. I just, I'm curious. As there's got to be an Ivy League team on there. So, but yeah, no, we're not going to. There is. I'm about to tell you what it is. Cornell. It's Cornell. Number six is Cornell. Damn it. Number seven has never won a championship. Navy. Number eight uh, rivals with Johns Hopkins, Loyola of Maryland. Oh. And number nine has also never won Notre Dame. Yeah, really? All right. Well, both teams still have their mulligans heading into the final list. Uh, and once again, we'll be starting with Spit and Chicklets. And your task is to name the top 10 batters with most strikeouts as a member of the San Francisco Giants. We'll say stretch, Willie McCovey. Willie McCovey, number two on the list, 1,351. All right. We'll check in with Willie Mays. You can go ahead and say hey to the number one answer, because that is correct. All right. 
Not that I think he struck out a ton, but he played there long enough. I think it's Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds is number seven with 949. All right, well, we're going to go with the. Uh... We're going to go with Barry's dad, Bobby. He played with him for a long time. So I got to imagine he's on the list. So Bobby Bonds. Bobby Bonds is number three on the list, 2016. Uh, we're going to go with Orlando Cepeda. Orlando Cepeda is number 15 on the list, <sighs> 636. All right, we got a mulligan. You have yeah, <laughs> let's use it. Um, go with my guy, uh, Will Clark. Will Clark. Number 11 on the oh, list. Oh, are you kidding me? 44. So with Whoville. I've sent you two names. Um, you said Matt Williams and JT Snow. Were they there long enough? I think Matt Williams was and JT. I'm just naming Giants players I know. Like that I know play there for a decent amount of time. And they both would have struck out a decent amount, especially yeah. Matt Williams. What about, well, I, got, I, got, I have one old name. What's the old name you got? Um, but it, this is going back. It's New York Giants, so it, it was uh, Mel Ott. I'm not even 100% that he played for the Giants. I think he did. Okay. So we, we can go with either of those three unless you got a different name. I don't have a different name. Pick any of them. I mean, Mel Ott, I think, did play for him for a long time. He was definitely playing before there was a lot of movement. Yeah. Uh, let's go Matt Williams first. Okay. I like that All right. probably best. All right, we're going to go with Matt Williams. Matt Williams, number nine, 872. At this point, uh, you know, you've got two other names. I don't think I have anything else. And we, I mean, we got a mulligan, so we can do whatever. Um, let's go JT Snow. JT Snow sneaks into the list at number 10, 806. All right, I, we got one name left, but if it's wrong, I don't have another name to throw out. So. I, I don't even think I have another name, if we have, even if it's right. Yeah. Um, Let's go Mel Ott. Mel Ott from Gretna, Louisiana. I had to pluck that. Uh, is number eight with 896. Oh, right, Tim, Tim Lincecum. I have no idea. I, I, I got... I, I, let's at least find a position player. Uh, Sandoval. Uh, sure. Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, go with it. Sure. So you're checking in with Pablo Sandoval? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> He is number 17 on the list. Oh, thank God. I would have been furious if, if any of the current guys were on there and we missed them. Wait, we got a mulligan. Um, <laughs> any other old giants? Think a name Matt throws out all the time. There's got to be somebody. Mel Ott was probably the only one. <laughs> uh, Jeff Kent, maybe? Uh, Buster Posey, Hunter Pence. Kevin Mitchell. Now I'm just throwing out names. One of my favorite baseball names of all time was a giant. I don't know how long. Chili Davis. Oh, I like Chili Davis. <laughs> Big fan of him in 91. So go with it. Uh, Chili Davis. Let's, let's take a shot. Chili Davis, number 20 on the list. Mm. Oh. Yeah. So the remaining names. Number four, Brandon Belt. Number five, Robbie Thompson. I had no idea who that was. You want to say it, Josh? I'm going to wait to see if all four hit my uh, my Whoville list. So, so far we're at two. <laughs> Who else we got? Brandon Crawford. Is there another one or is that the last ones? That's, that's it. Um, so the next few, Will Clark, Jim Davenport, Rich Aurelia, Jeff Kent, Orlando Cepeda, Buster Posey, Pablo Sandoval, Hunter Pence, Jeffrey Leonard, and Chili Davis. Hmm. Good. A bunch of guys I wrote down and didn't say. I'm just going to, for those other three, we'll just give a who? 
just for good measure. There you go. <laughs> My favorite one's uh, number 27 on the list, High Pockets Kelly. Matt would have had that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Kevin Mitchell, you mentioned, is number 42. Yeah, I didn't think Mitchell would be on there. Yeah, he was only there for like three or four years. He wasn't there for very long. But hey, still top 50. <laughs> and well, I mean, he won the MVP with them in 89. So after that second quarter, uh, Whoville had 160 points in the quarter and Spit and Chicklets had 60 in the quarter, which leaves our scores heading into halftime at Spit and Chicklets with 170 and Whoville with 290. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports with each question worth 20 points. Question one. The show Sing Your Face Off was a short-lived 2014 competition where celebrities were assigned an artist to impersonate. What former Nick, who was a Raptor at the time of the show, was a co-runner-up losing to China Ann McLean? All right, let's check in with that. Whoville is checking in. Spit and Chicklets. Go ahead and discuss. The name is not coming to me, but it was a guard that didn't get his contract renewed, or he didn't get an offer letter matched by the Knicks. Okay. Only a couple years in the league, I think, at the end of his rookie contract when that happened. Yeah, right. That would make sense. So 2010, 2011-ish would have been when he came into the league. Yeah. So. Okay. And it's not Iman Schumpert. So. I don't think so. I think he went directly to Cleveland after. I know he went to play with LeBron, yeah. I don't think he had another stop in between. There were a bunch of guys that have played for the Knicks and Raptors. Like, Jeremy Lin has played for both teams, but I know it's not Jeremy Lin. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as when he said Raptors, my first thought was Charles Oakley, but it's way too late. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, man, this I'm drawing a blank. We can try Shumpert. I'm not positive he went straight to Cleveland, um, so we can try him. Yeah, I, I don't know if we're going to pull. Yeah, I got. I, there's, it's, it's not coming to me, I don't think. All right, we'll check in with Iman Shumpert. Spit and Chicklets checked in with Iman Shumpert and Whoville, your answer. So um, I knew a couple players. Others, I mean, Jeremy Lin played for the Raptors and the and the Knicks, and I I, I pegged one more guy, um, Landry Fields, um, ah! played for the, the Knicks and the Raptors. So just you know, process of elimination wasn't Jeremy Lin, so we went with uh, Landry Fields. Whoville checked in with Landry Fields. One team is getting points. The correct answer is Landry Fields. So. When I said celebrities, I meant that lightly because the other ones were Lisa Rena, John Lovitz, and lead singer of Skid Row, Sebastian Bach. Love John Lovitz. I completely forgot Landry Fields ever existed in life. Yeah. It's kind of who makes it feel better. That was all Eric. But I knew I, I remember the the contract thing. I remember the, you know, the, yeah. the news that he didn't get his offer sheet matched. Yeah, I just forgot his name. Yeah, he only played in New York and Toronto, and that was it. He is a player I've heard of. That's good. <laughs> this day's coming up bombed. <laughs> I just never heard of that show either. I'm guessing it didn't last very long because it sounds terrible. I hadn't either. I think I was looking up something about Jeremy Lin. I was like, Landry Fields, let me see something. Because I think it was pre and post Landry Fields. And I saw that and I was like, okay, that's a halftime question. <laughs> see, apparently what they had to do was put masks on them, have them dance around and sing in stupid costumes. And it would be, it would be a hit. Right. Be careful. Dan loves that show. I also, I mean, I, I'm a fan of it as well. I can't wait really? for the new season. I've never seen one second of that the best. Show. It's not even so much the show itself. It's just trying to guess who the celebrities are based on the clues. Anyway, question number two. Despite its name, what hockey-named band has only one member, John Andrasik? It must not have been easy for him to be a one-man band, 
as he said he would give anything to be Michael Jordan in one of his band's songs. Check that in, Byron. All right, we'll check it in. Spit and Chicklets checked in. Whoville, go ahead. Yeah, I just sent you five for fighting. Honestly, I've heard of the band and not once ever hearing the band's name did I ever interpret it as a hockey term, but it makes sense, I guess. I mean, can you, I can't think of other ones nope. that would fit that. Nope. Like I said, today's coming up bomb back. I, I like this. These questions are almost geared towards you. This is good. That, that might be the episode name coming up bomb back. I actually <laughs> love that. <laughs> well, there's still a lot of game left. All right. <laughs> well, you know, to be fair, um, I got some of the obvious answers in the Dean's list. So hey, they're correct answers. Who cares if they're obvious? <laughs> Let's go with it. All right. We'll, we'll check in with five for fighting. Whoville checked in with five for fighting and spit and chicklets. Your answer. Uh, yeah. So my partner put this in the chat super early and I also recognize the name. Um, he's more than a bird. He's more than a plane. He's more than some pretty face beside a train. The answer is five for fighting. And Spit and Chicklets also checked in with five for fighting, and both teams will be getting points. That is the correct answer. It's not easy to be him. That's why I alluded to that in the question. Um, and he did also have a song called Michael Jordan where he listed a bunch of things he would give up just to be Michael Jordan. Here's a riddle for you. Yeah. They're not bad. Oh, he's not bad. Moving on to question number three. What non-sports movie features the following speech in its entirety? Everything is different, but the same. Things are more moderner than before, bigger and yet smaller. It's computers. San Dimas High School football rules. <laughs> we can check it. Yeah, we can check that in. Whoville checked in. <laughs> All right, so these guys are having the time of their lives, and I have no idea what it is. Yeah, so. I know I know the song title. I just don't know um, the non-football movie. Um, oh, my God. Mason, I almost wrote this question. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a comedy movie. One that Eric really likes. So oh oh shoot. Is it a Will Ferrell flick? No, it's old. Because the the Ataris must have pulled this from early in the nineties or the eighties. Okay. Um, so you think it's Bill and Ted? I mean, that's the first one that came to mind, but I don't know why they would be talking about football. Um, I mean, if that's what jumped in your head, I don't have anything better. I mean, I, shoot, I grew up thirty minutes from San Dimas. I'm trying to remember movies that touched on that. Sure. Um, yeah. Screw it. Let's go with it. Check it in. Yeah, we'll go with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Bit and Chicklets checked in with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And Whoville, your answer. <laughs> this is one of the best movies ever made. The new one just came out, and it was during their uh, their big school project. And it's like, I can't believe you're at this question. I love it. Um, yeah, we checked in with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, thank goodness. It wasn't Bill and Ted, though. It was the football players. No, that's, yes, that's what I mean. But it was during the big, yeah. you know, everyone was giving their presentations on the stage. And this guy's just rambling about garbage and just finishes it with Santina's high school football rules and the whole freaking crowd cheers. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Both teams are correct. It is Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Uh, Eric took my flavor text about the movie just coming out. Thank you. Now I have that song stuck in my head. <laughs> Two heads is better than one. Now I'm going to have the quotes from this movie in my head all day. You're welcome. Watch your robe, so crates. Don't get sucked under beef oven. Scott, hold on a minute. Yeah, what's up? You've not seen this movie? I, I feel like I've, I've said on the podcast before, I, I haven't seen many movies that came out before 1990. Okay, well. Many. That being one of them. Get on it. Back to the Future movies. Have you seen those? Nope. What? I've seen, I, I've seen Ghostbusters. 
if that we're in quarantine you're stuck at home is the perfect time to catch up on all the i keep trying to study hockey players and that's not working so (laughs) you're right i do need to try something new so speaking of back to the future most people don't say this but honestly i think the third one is a great movie it's fantastic the third one is way better than the second one yeah second one drags all of them are great the first one's the best third one is very good the second one's all right it's like the anti mighty ducks oh here we go again all right sorry (laughs) Question four. Complete this line from 5x8 by, by Action Bronson with the NBA player drafted 10th overall in the 2011 NBA draft who now plays for Panathinaikos. And here's the line. Olives pressed, greenish on the glimmer, get me on the court, shoot from anywhere like blank. We can check it. Got it. Yeah. So, Eric, I think this is Matt's favorite player. It's Jimmer. It's Jimmer Fredette. Was he 11? 10th in 2011? Sure. But what else rhymes with glimmer other than Jimmer? DJ Cooper. No. No. <laughs> Robert Lewandowski. He's really good. That's what I hear. I hear he's Polish, too. Hey, right, let's go with Jimmer Fredette. Matt's favorite basketball player, Jimmer Fredette. Yes. Whoville checked in with Jimmer Fredette. And Spit and Chick, what's your answer? Yeah, Byron and I were in agreement. It's uh, definitely Jimmer Fredette. Yes, the correct answer is Jimmer Fredette. Unfortunately, Matt's not here to answer that question, but yeah, this is his favorite basketball player. Last question of halftime. The line, they sent a carrier out from Norfolk and picked the Yankees up for free, is featured in the 1976 song Miami 2017, Seen the Lights Go Out on Broadway, which was performed by what artist? He altered some of the lyrics when he performed at the final concert held in Shea Stadium. We'll go ahead and check that in. Chick was checked in. Who will go ahead and discuss? So, um, I don't know anything up until the last part where last concert at Chase Stadium, and I'm pretty sure that's Billy Joel. I'm fine with that. I, I everything up before that is kind of just the song that title doesn't really ring a bell to me, but yeah, none of that means anything to me. And I just know I've heard that the last concert, I think he did like a two concert like stint to close out Chase Stadium. I'm not going to question you on that. All right, so let's let's uh check in with Billy Joel. Whoville checked in with Billy Joel. Spit and Chicklets, your answer? Yeah, so it's a weird lyric and a weird song title. So I was thinking of who does interesting things like that. And then also, just like Eric, it was the Shea Stadium thing that like stayed in my head. I remember hearing something about this gentleman having the final concerts there. But then I like I second-guessed myself because typically I only do 80s Joel. But we checked in with Billy Joel anyway. Spit and Chicklets also checked in with Billy Joel. And the correct answer is Billy Joel. Uh, I wanted to kind of give you another in because that song is one of his less popular. It's one of my favorite Billy Joel songs, but it's a less popular one. That's Scott's second stepbrother's quote of the game. Strictly 80s Joel. <laughs> I, I, I could do it all, all, day, all day, all night. <laughs> Today, I saw my son use a bicycle as a weapon. <laughs> Heading into the second half, we have scores of Spitting Chicklets with 250, and Whoville in the lead with 390. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Now on to the second half. Today's third quarter will be How Low Can You Go? 
how low can you go? For this quarter, there will be four questions consisting of five clues, given one at a time. After each clue, both teams will decide if they want to check in with their guests by sending a chat to the host. If a correct answer is checked in after the first clue, the team will receive 50 points. After the second clue, 40. After the third clue, 30. And so on. Question number one. What am I? Clue one. Both the Athletics and Pirates considered playing here due to their stadium leases. We'll take another clue. Spit and Chick, let's take another clue. And Whoville? Uh, yeah, I think we need another one at least, right? Yeah, another clue. All right, next clue, and this is for Scott. Dominique Mosianu became the youngest women's all-around national champion at 13. Here. I like her. Yeah, I guess we need one more, though. Yeah, I would say get one more. All right, let's take one more. Whoville taking one more. Spit and Chicklets? Let's take one more, Byron. Okay, yeah, let's do it. All right, both teams. Going for another clue, so we move on to clue number three. The attendance record here is 78,133 in 2018 for WrestleMania 34. Yeah, let's check that out. All right, we'll check in. Whoville is checking in. Um, Spit and Chicklets, go ahead and talk it out. So we're looking at a dome. Yep. One that was around in 2018. Sky Dome, Metrodome, <laughs> and King Dome are, both, are all gone in the Astrodome. Yeah. I mean, the Georgia Dome is still standing. Right. And the Mercedes-Benz field didn't open in 2018. Um, the Mercedes-Benz Superdome? Yeah, I think it's a Superdome. Well, I, I, I think that's the answer because one, know your host. Okay. Two, I know they were in the Superdome for WrestleMania 30, and I think they went back a couple years later. Sure. Yeah, if you like it, I'm good with it. Sure. We'll, we'll check in uh, with the Superdome. And Chicklets checked in with the Superdome for 30 points. And Whoville also checked in 30 points. Go ahead and give us your answer. Go ahead, Eric. We also checked in. We had an idea what it was after the second one, but that, that last part gave it away. It's uh, the Superdome. Know your host. Let's see if you do know your host. I'll go ahead and read the last two uh, clues as well. Clue four would have been the famous no moss fight between Sugar Ray Leonard and Roberto Duran occurred here. And the last one would have been the stadium has held the most Super Bowls hosting eight times since its completion in 1975. And that is the Superdome slash Louisiana Superdome slash Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Any of them would have been fine by me. Yeah, and Byron, I do believe the Georgia Dome uh, does not exist anymore. I think it got demolished a couple of years back. The first clue I found really interesting because I did not know about that, but in the late 70s, early 80s, the Athletics and Pirates both considered playing in the Superdome because of issues they had, and the last MLB game they had was in 99 with the Cubs and Twins. Question two, when am I? Clue one, Mark Williams defeats Ken Doherty 18-16 to to win his second World Snooker Championship. Who and who and what? <laughs> We uh we we'll take another clue. Sorry, Dan, but we're taking another clue. Whoville, you looking another one? I've been looking up a lot of snooker lately. Do you do you have this? No, I don't. All right, we'll we'll take another clue then. I figured both teams take another clue. Clue two: Mike Weir becomes the first left-handed golfer to win the Masters. Yeah, we'll uh I don't know if you sent it to you, but we'll check it in. All right, uh, Spit and Chicklets checked in. Whoville, go ahead and talk it out. All right, so I know Mickelson won. His first in 04, and he's left-handed. He is. So it's before 2004. 
I know Mike Weir is a golfer from the 2000s. I agree with both of your statements. So we have 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003. So can we, can we rule any of those out? Yes, we can rule them all out. All of them? Hopefully not all of them. We can rule, <laughs> well, except the one that we need. Except the one we need. So VJ Singh, as you heard earlier, oh. won in 2000. Correct. Okay. That is correct. All Tiger right. Woods won 01 and 02. Well, then that leaves only 2003. Right. Because he couldn't have won it after Mickelson if he was the first lefty. Well, there you go. All right. We're going to check in with 2003. Blueville checking in with 2003 for 40 points. And Spit and Chicklets also checked in for 40 points. So go ahead and give us your answer. Yeah, it was for sure 2003. And the rest of the clues, which apparently I didn't have to read, but I'm going to read them to you now so they don't get wasted. Yeah, Bill Muller hits two grand slams in a single game from opposite sides of the plate. The only time in MLB history this happened. Detroit Shock win the WNBA Finals. Um, they're the only team to go from the worst overall record to winning a championship the following year. And finally, the Syracuse Orange men's basketball team win their only NCAA tournament. And that is all. So we will move on to question number three. Who am I? Ooh. Yeah, this is Josh's area of expertise. Ooh. Who won? I was one of the subjects of Darcy Frey's book, The Last Shot, which chronicled my high school team, Abraham Lincoln High School. Eric, I know how good you are with your literary questions. Well, I mean, like, was Harry Potter in this book? <laughs> <laughs> Backup shooting guard. Uh, I know, like, three books, okay? Um, where is Waldo? It's Waldo. <laughs> is it Waldo? He was a hell of a center. Tall and lanky. <laughs> no one could ever find him on the floor. It was perfect. I've not read this book, so. I haven't either, but. I've never even heard of it. We're going to take another clue. I barely heard of it, but uh, Spit and Chicklets take another clue. Whoville, you going to venture a guess here? So we'll take another clue. Both teams moving on. So clue number two. I am the current head coach of the Beijing Royal Fighters, as well as an owner of the CAFL's Beijing Lions. That's kind of what I was thinking, but. Mm-hmm. Let's go with it. All right, we'll check it in. Whoville checking in for 40 points. Ben Chick, let's go ahead and talk it out. Man, I don't even know where to start. What was the name of the book again? The Last Shot by Darcy Frey. And you said this person was a specifically a head coach? I am the current head coach of the Beijing Royal Fighters, as well as an owner of the CAFL's Beijing Lions. Yeah, I'm lost. Like, last shot, but then CAFL. Yeah, that's leaning towards soccer, but... But they're usually managers, not head coaches. Who has the profile to buy a team? I, I, I have no idea. Like, I don't even know if it's an American or not. I mean, Abraham Lincoln High School says to me it's probably American. But male, female. Is it Mia Hamm? That's the, really the, the highest profile one that I can think of. But then you got, like, Landon Donovan. But he, I think he's still playing. He's still playing, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, if, if we got to reach for points, that's the best one I'm going to come up with after these two clues. Yeah, I mean, we might as well, I guess. All right, let's check it in. Go for it. We'll check in with Mia Ham. Spit and Chicklets checked in for 40 points with Mia Ham. And Whoville, go ahead and give us your answer. So you got the wrong sport. This is a person that I sort of wish, in hindsight, the Timberwolves had never traded for. I wish they would have just kept Ray Allen. But this is the prolific Chinese basketball player, Stefan Marbury. 
Whoville checked in with Stefan Marbury. Um, the other three clues. Uh, I was featured on the cover of the 2004 video game NBA Ballers. My career high in points per game was the 2000-2001 season, where I averaged 23.9 points per game with the New Jersey Nets. And finally, I was drafted fourth overall in the 96 NBA draft by the Bucks, and was subsequently traded for Ray Allen and a future first-round pick, which later became the legend himself, Danny Fortson. Good rebounder. Uh, and the correct answer is Stephon Marbury. You didn't. You didn't ask any. You didn't mention any clue about the shoes, huh? The fifteen-dollar Starberries. And uh, the other interesting thing, there's also a musical and a movie about his Chinese basketball career. I have his documentary in like my Netflix queue, like my list. One of my favorite players growing up. I liked him for a while until he decided he needed to play in a big market and really screwed up what could have been a fantastic duo for a long time. But he had to be a man. He had to go to New Jersey. Yeah. They, they would have they gone to a finals for sure. Yeah, I, I think they would have, but, you know, and I think Kevin Garnett was willing to let him be the man. It just, <laughs> Garnett always got most of the publicity, so yep. whatever. They would have gone to a finals. They would have still picked up Zerbiak. They, they would have gone to a finals. Uh, <laughs> Timberwolves. This has been a Timberwolves rant by Josh. <laughs> I helped. Thanks, Scott. I appreciate you backing me up there. That's, that was good. Uh, the final question, and how low can you go? The only one we haven't used yet. Where am I? Who? Oh, wait, sorry. <laughs> no. Not who. Where? I don't know any other things. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this episode's coming up bomb back, all right? So let's coming up bomb back. <laughs> Has to be. Anyway, where am I? Clue one. I won the first FIBA World Championship in 1950. We'll take another clue. Spin chicklets, take another clue. Who will? We'll take another clue. Who will take another clue? So we won clue two. I joined the Tri Nations in 2012, which then became the Rugby Championship. If what you said sent you down kind of a kind of researchy rabbit hole, and you feel good with that, let's go with it. All right. So who will? You're checking in for 40 points. So spitting chicklets. Go ahead and discuss. Pretty sure the Tri Nations rugby was initially Australia, New Zealand, South Africa. I know Argentina is a part of it. I just don't know when they joined, but that was one of my um, one of my guesses for the um, the first FIBA championship. Yeah. So pretty sure Australia was an original member of the Tri Nations. I don't think they joined late. Okay. Check in with it. Yeah, let's do it. Why not? Okay. Yeah, we'll check in also. All right. So Spin Chicklets is checked in for forty points with uh, Argentina. Argentina. And Whoville, you also checked in on the second clue for forty points. Go ahead and give us your answer. So Josh, you posted a, uh, a this day in sports on the bench um, about Argentina beating Team USA. Um, so I, I tried to come up with, you know, writing a Dean's list for it, like with a FIBA question, but didn't really work out. But as I was looking through, I did notice that the very first one was Argentina beating Team USA to win the first FIBA. So we checked in with Argentina. Both teams checked in with Argentina. The other clues. My highest ranked players all time in tennis are Guillermo Velas and Gabriela Sabatini, who both reached number two in the ATP ranking in the 80s. The only two golfers from here to win a major are Roberto Di Vincenzo and Angel Cabrera. And finally, arguably my most famous soccer stars are Diego Maradona and Lionel Messi. And the correct answer is Argentina. I'll take the abstract assist on that one. <laughs> I really need to like pay attention to the bench, apparently. <laughs> 
Uh, after the third quarter, we have scores of Spit and Chicklets, 360, and Whoville, 540. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up. This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. And the categories for today are as follows. If you had my love, Bills, 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 Wild, Wild West, Genie in a Bottle, and 1999. Literally some of my favorite songs right there, Mason. Jennifer Lopez, Destiny's Child, Will Smith, Christina Aguilera. Yep. Cool Modine with uh, Wild Wild West. Yes, yes. Okay, If You Have My Love is NBA, Bills, 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 NFL. Wild Wild West is MLB. Genie in a Bottle is tennis. And 1999 is boxing. It is now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question one in the category of If You Had My Love. Kevin Love left UCLA to enter the 2008 NBA draft. And in that draft, he was selected fifth overall by what team? He was traded two hours after draft night ended in a trade which involved eight different players. Coming up bomb back today. Let's check it in. All right, we'll check in. Whoville checked in. Spit and chicklets. Go ahead and discuss. When you, once you said the name of the trade, I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's who sent him. Yep. You're definitely, yeah, that's correct for sure. All right, we'll check it in. Go ahead. Memphis. Spin checkers checking with Memphis for how many points? Uh, 70. 70. And Whoville, your answer and wager? Uh, we wagered 100 and also said the Memphis Grizzly and the key uh, other draftee in that trade was OJ Mayo. From his rival USC. And Whoville also checked in with the Memphis Grizzlies and both teams are getting points. Uh, so the trade involved Kevin Love, Mike Miller, Brian Cardinal, and Jason Collins for the third overall pick in that draft, OJ Mayo, Antoine Walker, Marco Jarich, and Greg Buckner. Yarich. Yeah, just wanted to help you out there. It's Marco Yarich. Uh, I didn't bother looking at the pronunciation. He's not that important. So after the first question, we have scores of Spit and Chicklets, 430, Whoville, 640. Question number two in the category of Bills, Bills, Bills. Super Bowl 25 featured the Bills and Giants squaring off at Tampa Stadium. In the first quarter, Jim Kelly threw a long pass, which was tipped by Giants cornerback Perry Williams into the hands of what Hall of Fame wide receiver for a 61-yard gain, his only catch on the day? We'll check in. Spit and Chickles checked in. Whoville, go ahead and talk it out. James Lofton. We're going to check in with James Lofton. Whoville checked in with James Lofton for how many points? 100 points. 100. Spit and Chickles, your answer and wager, please. Well, I guess I should have paid attention to that Super Bowl. I probably should have since it was two New York teams, but I was also like, I don't know, two when it took place. So even if I, maybe I did watch it, I don't know, but I wouldn't, I have no recollection of it. The only Hall of Fame receiver I knew that was on the Bills was Andre Reed. So we checked in for 70 points with Andre Reed. Checked in for 70 points with Andre Reed, and one team will be getting points. The correct answer is James Lofton. Wow. I watched every minute of that Super Bowl because there was a rumor going around that um, if the Bills won, I was not a Bills fan, but if I heard if they won, we would not have school the next day. I've still yet to find out if that's true or not. He went from the Packers to the Raiders, to the Bills, to the Eagles, to the Rams. Um, yeah, they had two Hall of Fame wide receivers on that team, so that's why. And, and, and no Super Bowls. <laughs> yep, that's correct. It's a wide right Super Bowl? Yes, it is. Very one. <laughs> okay, uh, so the scores are now Spit and Chicklets 360 and Whoville up to 740. 
Uh, question three in the category of Wild Wild West. The NL West has changed quite a bit since its creation in 1969. There are three current MLB teams which started in the NL West, but have since moved to another division in the MLB with all of the moving prior to the start of the 1994 season. I want you to name those three teams. Mason, we're going to check in. Whoville checked in, spitting chiclets. Go ahead and discuss it. I'm fairly confident on two of them. One of them I'm not certain about. Which one's that? The, the Cardinals? Yeah, I don't know if the Cardinals were ever in the NLS. I feel like they might have been. They, they popped in my head before the Braves did. I honestly can't think of any other ones that would be like the Phillies, the Pirates, right? the Cubs. Those were all in the East. Yeah, the Expos wouldn't be in the West. The Reds. No, definitely not the Reds. Yeah, it's not the Reds. The Brewers were in the AL. Right. And they went back and forth. Yeah. Honestly, those are the three best ones that I've got. Yep. Go ahead and check it in. All right. We'll check in with Atlanta, Houston, and St. Louis. Ben Chicklets checked in with Atlanta, Houston, and St. Louis for how many points? 70. 70. And Whoville, your wager and answer. So I was 100% on the Braves and the Reds. I, I had the Astros on there too. I wasn't sure about them, but Josh was pretty good with that. Um, I know it was the Reds because it was in early 90s. Um, every baseball team I played for growing up was the Reds, and it was the most depressing thing in the world. So I casually became a, you know, my second favorite team was the Reds, so I followed them a little bit in the early 90s, but uh, whatever. So we checked in with the Braves, Reds, and the Astros. Checked in with the Braves, Reds, and Astros for how many points? 100 points. And the correct answers are the Atlanta Braves, the Houston Astros, and the Cincinnati Reds. <sighs> um, so just a brief history. Uh, the Braves moved to the NL East in 94. The Reds moved to NL Central in 94. And the Astros moved to the NL Central in 94. And then moved to the AL West in 2013. All right. And the scores are now Spit and Chicklets with 290 and Whoville at 840. Heading into question four in the category of Genie in a Bottle. Eugenie Jeannie Bouchard has made one Grand Slam finals appearance at the 2014 Wimbledon Championships, becoming the first Canadian-born player representing Canada to reach the finals of any Grand Slam tournament. What Czech player beat her in the finals 6-3-6-0 to get her second career Wimbledon victory? It's the only one I can think of who's Czech, so. Go with it. All right, let's check in. Whoville's checked in, spin chicklets. Go ahead and discuss. Yeah, we're not super confident on this. I, I know a lot of tennis players, but I, I don't always know their country of origin. Yeah, it's either Ivanovic or Kvitovic. Kvitovic. I know she has one, but I don't know if she has a second. I, I don't think she has two. Ivanovic is really good, so she's more likely to have multiple Wimbledon championships. Okay, yeah, tennis isn't my, isn't my big one, but... And, yeah, 2014 is, you know... She started to really win around like 2010-ish, so she could have got two in that span. Kvitovich was the only other Eastern European sure. name that, that came to mind from that time period, so good with yours. All right, so we'll check in uh, for 70 points with Anna Ivanovich. Checking in for 70 points with Anna Ivanovich. And Uvil, your answer and wager. So um, we wagered 100 points, and we figured that this now this her name sounds Czech. Because I don't, I don't know if she is. She could be, you know, any of those countries. I guess. Um, not sure of the first name. Just the last name is uh, Kvitova. So you checked in for 100 points with Kvitova. Yep. And the correct answer is Petra Kvitova. Who? 
Hey, that's my trademark. Get out of here. <laughs> he won a bronze in 2016 Olympics um, and has won the Fed Cup, which is a team competition, six times in the 2010s while representing Czech Republic. Um, so they've been pretty dominant in that. And she's been kind of one of the best ones. Um, she's the second highest ranked Czech player behind Karolina Pliskova. So another random Czech player that I had not heard of. I've heard of Kvitova, but not Pliskova. I don't get this next one for a moral victory. I'm going to be very upset. I, I love how you turned <laughs> Genie in a bottle, Genie Bouchard into Kvitova. Very nice. <laughs> never made a grand slam. This is her only one. So I was like, oh. big news. So the score is now uh, Whoville 940, Spit and Chicklets 220, heading into the final question. And question five in the category of 1999. Evander Holyfield and Lennox Lewis fought twice in 1999, once in March, once in November. What were the results of each match? And I want you to give them in the correct order. I like that. Okay. Let's check that in then. Yep. And Chicklets checked in. Whoville. Go ahead and talk it out. So I'm not sure which one, but I, maybe it makes sense that the first one was a draw. I think that makes sense. Leading to why they did it again. Yeah. And then didn't Lewis win the second one? Well, he technically won the first one, if I remember correctly. Well, no, he technically didn't. Well, no, like it it was a big deal. That's what, the only reason I remember the first one. From what I remember is that they everyone, you know, before it went to the judges, just assumed that it was Lennox Lewis won because it went to a decision. And then when it came back as a draw, it was it was all over the news. It was okay. crazy. But the second one, I I don't know. Did they have a draw twice? No, I think Lewis won that one. So I'm fine going with draw and Lennox Lewis won the second one, if that's what you think. I don't know anything about the second one. I don't remember that one. Well, I'm pretty sure he became the undisputed champion when he beat him the second time. So I'd be comfortable saying draw Lewis. That's fine. Let's go with it. All right. We'll check that in for 100 points. We will check in with a draw and then Lennox Lewis winning for 100 points. And Spit and Chicklets, your answer and wager. Yeah, we wagered 80 um... I knew Holyfield has a string of, you know, at least title defenses and not losing from about, God, 94. Um, so I don't think he lost the first one. We said he drew, they drew the first one, um, but that was kind of the passing of the torch to Lennox Lewis with the, the um, heavyweight division. So I know Lewis won the second one. So we went draw and Lewis win. You also check in with draw and Lewis winning uh, for 80 points. Um, so the first one, Eric kind of talked about a little bit earlier. Um, it was a controversial split draw. The other two judges that didn't um, vote in favor of Lewis basically regretted the decision afterwards after kind of reviewing the tape. Um, and then the second one, by unanimous decision, Lennox Lewis won. So both teams are correct. Um, so the game has come to an end. And here are the final scores. Bitten Chicklets scored 300 points in that game, but our clipboard captains of the game who are receiving the coveted Jeff Rutledge Award with 1,040 points. Whoville First off, Byron, thank you so much for coming. Really appreciate having you. If there's anything you'd like to say. That was a blast. It was great hanging out with you guys for, for this little while. Um, happy to happy to be here. And if I get to come back, that'd be great as great as well. Awesome. Uh, Scott, anything else you'd like to say? Uh, Byron, great partner, man. Thanks a lot for, for being on, for being a fan of the show. Really appreciate it. Anytime you want to come back on and, and quote Step Brothers with me and Eric, it's uh, you're more than welcome to. So let's have that be the dean li- the dean's list. Just throw in Step Brothers quotes. <laughs> Top ten Step Brothers quotes according to Ranker.com. <laughs> for sure, Josh. Anything to add? Well, I just want to thank Eric for taking me along on a four-digit uh, victory. It's the first time I've reached 
that uh, echelon. He's an old hat at it. Um, but uh, yeah, I I had a few answers, and I guess that was enough. I'm telling you, today came up on back. Mason had a very generous uh, game for me today. There was plenty of things that hit in my narrow window of knowledge, and uh, it it helped. So, on the vein of you know boxing, I feel like we need a rematch at some point. I'll pass. You can have Dan take Dan <laughs> as your partner for that one, if you want a shot at winning. Eric's tough to beat. So, but Byron, thanks for coming on. Um, yeah, it was great. We have had more guests uh, end up on the losing side than on the winning side, but because they're teamed with me. No, no hard feelings there. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to the Bench Warmers Trivia Podcast. Until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch! Stretch!